Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Directed IRA podcast with the master Matt Sorensen, that's not me, and <laughs> myself, Mark Kohler, who's the, the good-looking sidekick. Can I at least be the good-looking sidekick? You can be the sidekick. I guess we can throw you good-looking. <laughs> Jeez. Well, throw me a bone. <laughs> Uh, if I'm the master Mark Kohler is the master, I learned some of this stuff from, so, um, you got, you know, two masters and Mark actually has a master's degree. I don't even have a master's degree. Yeah. What the heck? I need to own that. You got, you got bestowed the title of master from some university. Yeah. Yeah. Master of something. All right, uh, everybody. All right. Now today's topic is going to be freaking awesome. We're going to keep it tight to the point five most common mistakes. So if you're a self-directed wannabe or a self-directed expert, these are going to be five mistakes that are going to keep you out of hot water. Yeah. And these are kind of real, this is real world stuff. This is things we see here. I've seen with clients over the years. And um, so we just want to hit highlight some of the popular ones. So, you know, the stuff to avoid. And um, also for those of you new starting out in your self-directed journey, um, these are going to be ones hopefully you've thought through. Now there's a lot of resources we have that's going to help you avoid these mistakes. Self-directing is not complicated. I think a lot of people are like, oh, there's all these mistakes I can make. That's not the message I'm trying to say. Self-directing your IRA is like learning a new board game. It's not complicated. You just got to learn how to do it before you start rolling the dice and moving pieces on the, you know, on the board. Right. So, um, and we have all the resources. That's kind of the rule book, the podcast, my book, a lot of our webinars and events and all this stuff we're doing. Um, but there's still some dumb stuff people do much like in a board game. We want to highlight that. <laughs> well, and, uh, I, I like what Matt just did there, everybody, because he said, there's a bunch of resources. Cause as we go through these five mistakes, inevitably you're going to go, Whoa, what do I do in that situation? Or blah, blah, blah. And so that's where the study comes in. We just completed our day and a half, uh, semi-annual summit. You can get the recordings of that at SDIRA summit, self-directed IRA summit.com. Check those out. We've got, gosh, close to eight hours of content with um, yeah. excellent info. So you, you you can protect yourself. I don't know if I like the word you said. These are the five most popular. It sounds like a popularity contest. Like we voted. Like yeah. <laughs> maybe the five. We said common. Ugh, it's tough. Yeah. yeah. This is stuff happening out there. All yeah. right. And some of these are, there's been some tax court cases on too. So yeah. um, let me hit number one. We'll just dive in. Right. All right. Do it. Okay. All right. Number one, you ready? I'm ready. I'm This is in no particular order. I'm not saying this is, you know, the most, but this is number one. Buying an asset from yourself or someone who's a disqualified person, which is someone your IRA cannot transact with. For example, and this is one that I had to reject last month that came through here at Directed IRA. Um, someone's IRA wanted to buy a property, um, or no, sorry, his IRA owned a property and was selling it to his mother. Mm. Okay. Now, when you think of an IRA owner, you can't transact with your IRA, nor can your IRA transact with anyone disqualified to you, which is includes your spouse, your kids, and your parents. So this IRA was trying to sell a rental property it owned to um, the IRA owner's mother. And we had to reject it, of course, can't process that. Sorry. And I called the client. I said, Hey, what are you doing? Is this your mom? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you can't do that. I can't. I mean, this guy's already self-directed. He owned a rental. Well, I know I couldn't do it with myself, but I didn't know my mom was in the mix too. 
no, 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 no. So, um, so remember, you can't transact with your retirement account, can't sell or buy assets from yourself, nor can you with the family member. Okay. And let's go through that list. It's mom, dad, child, mm-hmm. spouse of a child yes, or spouse of a parent. Now there are spouse of a parent would not be disqualified because that's an unless it was your parent. So like your stepmom or step necessarily wouldn't be, you know, they'd have to be your parent. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Gotcha. And also brothers and sisters can be okay to transact with in certain circumstances. Um, But if it's a long IRA, we're going to have problems. So, yeah. Um, Now here's another one we get that's similar to this is they'll be like, still number one. This is still number one. This is just another example of still number one. (laughs) Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I know you get that. We get this one all the time. We got to do separate podcasts on this is, Hey, I got a bunch of crypto. I want to put it into my Roth IRA. Your Roth IRA can buy new crypto, but the crypto you're already holding that you've had a large appreciation on, and you don't want to sell and get a gain. We can't stuff that into your existing Roth IRA or other retirement account. Cause that's again, you transacting with your IRA. Yep. Yep. Love it. Um, I would say one last example is if some of you are like, well, and that is if you already own a rental property and you want it in your IRA. Well, I have this college rental that my kids were in. Now I want to move it to my IRA and Airbnb it, or I want to get this commercial property or now we're going to talk about using property here in a moment, but this is transacting. (laughs) This is just buying or selling. Um, A lot of people want to buy their own asset from themselves and put it in the IRA or sell it from their IRA to themselves. Now I'm going to give you one loophole here quickly, everybody. Mm -hmm. Once you turn 59 and a half, you can distribute a property in your IRA to yourself. That's okay. You went buy it, but it's a killer strategy. You buy a property in your Roth IRA for 10 or 15 years, you're renting it, paying off any mortgage, maybe all that cash flow is going in your Roth. It's worth a ton of money. And at age 59 and a half, you go, you know what? I'm going to move into that as my second home or my retirement spot or my vacation home. Okay. Just deed it out of your Roth IRA. No tax. Done. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't buy it from your IRA, nor can you distribute to yourself before you're 59 and a half without some problems. So think long term. Okay. Number two problem. Okay. Number two, the old straw person or step transaction deal. So this one's out there and I, there's some IRA companies that tell people to do this at their events. It's totally dumb. Um, here's, here's how this one goes. Okay, Matt. So I know that I can't loan myself money from my IRA, but could I loan money to Mark's IRA and then Mark loan that money to me personally? Cause now I'm not transacting with my IRA. My IRA just loaned Mark money. No, you can't put a person in the middle like Mark as a straw person to get around the rules and then to kick the money back. Okay. That's going to be prohibited. The IRS has something called step transaction doctrine, where if you put a person in the middle to cr- try and get around these rules, they're just going to pretend like that person in the middle doesn't exist. And they're going to step right through it as if you, your IRA just loaned money to yourself or otherwise transacted. So don't think adding someone in the middle is going to get around these rules. And I've seen people even say, Okay, well, my IRA, let's let's say this one I get people. Matt's IRA is going to loan to Mark. Then Mark's IRA is going to loan to Matt. That's not prohibited, but then they think it's like, ooh, but we got around this. You can't do that. You can't say, if my IRA loans to you, 
your IRA loan has to loan to me. That's prohibited too. Yeah, it's called quid pro quo. I mean, we're going to have a handshake deal behind the scenes that we're going to loan to each other. And essentially, you've accomplished the same goal that was prohibited. One last example in this too, is you say, and I just had someone ask me this last week. And I literally said, I cannot tell you to do this. If you try and do it and you get caught, your IRA will be disqualified, 100% penalty. It's not going to be pretty. But they said, well, I'm, I want this property in my IRA and I own it. So I'm going to sell the property to my friend. And then my IRA is going to buy it from the friend later. And he goes, what if I wait a year and then buy it or six months or this or that? I go, it's the same thing. You're trying yeah. to get that property into your IRA. Now, the longer you wait, yeah, the less chance it might be noticed, but you don't want to play that game. You don't need the IRS yeah. looking down at this transaction of how did yeah. this property get here? Who owned it before your friend? Then you're toast. Yeah. So. And we had someone wanting to set up a new account here that was like, hey, I want to do this. And I'm going to have that, I'm going to have my IRA loan money to my friend and then the friend's going to loan money to me. And I was like, telling the, the account rep, I'm like, yeah, tell them we're not the company for them. That's after we told them, oh, you can't do that. They're like, well, how do you know? You know, how would you know? Well, you just told me you would. <laughs> like, we're not the right company for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. That's number two. All right. Number three. All right. Number three, making money when your IRA is investing or working in the business even. And this is kind of getting a couple things in one. This is a twofer. No, hold it. Now, let's clarify what Matt said. We want your IRA to make money. What Matt meant was you personally making money off your IRA's project. Yes. Somehow you're going to benefit yourself. Everybody's like, oh, I want my IRA to start this business so I can have a job. Or I want the IRA to buy this real estate so I can rent from it. Or I want to do some way you want to benefit yourself and make money. Yeah. Not good. Another one would be, um, oh, I'm a real estate agent and my IRA is going to buy this property and I'm personally going to make the 3% buyer's agent commission because my IRA is not paying for that. This is this is coming from the seller. You know, They're not a disqualified person. This is coming to me. Yeah, but the only reason you're getting that is because your IRA bought something. So it's called self-dealing because you're making money off the IRA's investments. You're personally making money. So that's a no Yep. And a couple other examples. If your IRA owns a rental property and you're paying a property manager 10% to manage the property and you're like, I can do this. I'll just let the IRA LLC pay me the 10%. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yep. Prohibited. Um, now, this is where Matt has written some articles called the 50 shades of gray for IRAs. Mm-hmm. He's not really. Yeah. 50, 50 shades okay, of gray. So for IRAs. Yeah. For IRAs. It's not as exciting as just the 50 shades of gray period. Yeah. You know, for IRAs. Now, yeah. why we say that is you're going to hear some quote unquote experts out there maybe say, well, if your IRA and you are a minority owner and some John Doe owns the majority of the company, even though your IRA is a partner combined, you and your IRA are less than 50%. I saw somewhere that you can still work for the company. Well, this is where we go from zero to 50 in shades of gray. Yeah. Closer you get to five or 10, 20% combined ownership. Okay. The IRS is going to be like, eh, you're pretty much a nobody in this company. You're a 20% or less. Yeah. You, you want to work control. for it. You're, yeah. Somebody that's really in control is willing to pay you. Okay. 
but those people that do own it and control it cannot be family members, right? No prohibited parties where yeah. you talk about that. So, but if you, the closer you are to 50%, well, I own 49%. So my buddy's going to hire me. Yeah. Uh, no, that's yeah. or we're 50, 50 now, but what if I just transfer 1% to them? So I'm 49, 50. I'm like, yeah, that just, there's a smell test to this stuff too. <laughs> Let me just say that one stinks. All right. Not, not a fan of that one. Yeah. Now we want to be cognizant of the uh, Rob's strategy because yes. we're not saying all situations are bad if done properly. Rob's strategy, in a nutshell, everyone, and you can research this, is really spearheaded. Probably the the leader in the industry on this is Guidant out of Seattle. We've yeah. worked with them for years. We send people their way; they send them our way. But and if we you have want a podcast it, on this, we have an episode on this in the Directory Podcast on buying a business with your retirement account, where we go over this as one of the options. Yep. And in a nutshell, you might have an old IRA or an old 401k from a prior life and your 401k is going to open a franchise. And if it's done properly through a C corporation, ERISA retired approved URSA plan, blah, blah, blah. It's very complicated, but um, Guidant has streamlined the process for people that want to buy an operational business with their retirement account and allow themselves to work in it. So look that up. Um, it's really not self-directing. It's a different type of strategy, yeah. but it's out there and it's legit. It's legit people, but you're, there's pros and cons under that method. Yep. Okay. Number. So number three, don't, you can't work for your IRA business. Yeah. Don't try to make money personally off your IRAs deals. Nope. Um, okay, all right. Um, using the asset personally, that's a no go, no go. Okay. Airbnb. Give us the Airbnb. Yeah. The Airbnb is the easiest. Let's say you own a, even a vacation rental. This is the one I seem to get more common. Um, short-term rental doesn't matter. Someone's not staying there for a week and you're like, oh, I'll just take my family down there. I'll just go down there and, and stay in it. I can check on things anyways, kind of get a feel for what I need in there. You know, Okay. But now you're benefiting from your retirement accounts assets because you're using the assets for personal benefit. And so even if you're like, well, there's kind of a business benefit to that. Yeah, but your IRA should be paying someone to do that, not you. Um, so stay away from that. Um, don't have use of the retirement accounts assets. It's, it's, you're like in the gray, the dark gray when you're doing that. Yeah. Which and is not the good gray, by the way. Matt says, yeah. <laughs> I want to restate what Matt said with a little more clarity with the you do this, you do that. If your retirement account owns an Airbnb, and you personally want to go stay there to check on things or whatever, and you that would be a prohibited transaction. And to be specific, you say, well, I'll pay rent like everyone else. Fair market value. I'll just book it online like everybody else. Um, that would be prohibited. So you can't stay there for free or pay to use yeah. it. Because, and so try not to fall prey to that theory as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, the now, IRS has you either way on that one. Pay for yeah. it. They got you as a what's called a per se prohibited transaction. Don't pay for it and just stay there for free. They've got you on what's called self-dealing prohibited transactions. So just don't have use of your retirement accounts assets personally. Okay. Now, here's the second most common example. My IRA buys a duplex in the college town where my kids are going to college. Mm -hmm. I say, oh. I don't want my kid paying in the, you know, for housing at the dorms or whatever. I'm going to have them just rent from my IRA LLC property. Remember kids are the extension of you. 
for good or for bad. And so <laughs> usually for bad. <laughs> no. Um, so you're going to say, well, your kids cannot rent from your IRA LLC either, just like you can't. Um, now their friends could, you know, yeah. <laughs> could, um, but a grandchild couldn't even. I mean, that's too yeah. far down the line. It's direct lineal descent. So, yep. Okay. Let's hit. No, we're on number five. This is it. Yeah. The climax of the show. What's number five? Number five. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Paying for something from the wrong account. Mm. This one happens all the time. And this is one, even in the uh, GAO government accountability office report. This was a report that the government accountability office who oversees the IRS they were to report on self-directed IRAs. And one of the most common things they brought up was people paying for stuff from the wrong account. For example, and I've seen this a lot too. Let's say your retirement account owns a rental property. I'm given real estate because it's the easiest. to. It's also one, the most common asset for self-directed. But let's say your IRA owns a rental property. Property tax bill comes. You just pay it personally. You just cut the check personally and mail it off. You can't do that. Your IRA needs to pay that property tax bill, or maybe there's an insurance bill, or the AC unit goes out and it needs to be repaired or, or, or replaced, and you just write the check personally. No, retirement account needs to pay that, or your IRA LLC if you have one. Yeah, and you're going to go, well, my IRA LLC will reimburse me. Okay, now let's go down that path. <laughs> so your IRA LLC is now writing you a check. Well, it's to reimburse me, and I've got the receipt. People, you don't even want to get into that explanation with the IRS. Because if they see that, they're going to smell blood in the water. They're going to yeah. go, if you were dumb enough to do that. Yeah, we know there's something else here you screwed yeah. up too. And, and it's true. You might be able to get out of that argument yeah. saying it was a direct reimbursement, this or that. Yeah. And some of you, when you're setting up your new LLC, we get that. There's some initial, I got to put a hundred bucks in the bank account. Yeah. Do you get a bank account? But that we get that. But when you start getting into this habit of reimbursements, it's a dangerous path. Yeah. And there is a primitive transaction exemption for reimbursements. It's in section 4975D. But the problem with that is, is what Mark's explaining is it it's kind of like you screwed up and you had to fix it. Not like this is the ordinary course of how I operate this thing. And I just reimburse myself later when I get around to it. If you got a series of that, that exemption is not going to help you. It's meant to correct a mistake really. Now I want to open up another can here okay? because some of you are like, well, I'm just, the IRS is not out you know, with surveillance in front of my house, they're not tapping my phones. They don't know this, blah, blah, blah. So you think I'm just going to do that. I'm just going to pay for stuff once in a while myself, reimburse myself. I don't care. Here's another problem. All of a sudden that rental property, the tenant gets hurt. They get pissed. They get mad. There's a problem. There's a party. There's an accident. There's a death. Heaven forbid. Attorneys sue everybody first and ask mm -hmm. questions later. Mm -hmm. And if any plaintiff finds any even half ass attorney that knows even remotely what they're doing, they're going to sue the IRA LLC and they're going to sue you because you're the yeah. manager of the LLC, which is okay. And you're not personally liable so long as you didn't co-mingle assets. So we're not even talking about the IRS right now. Now yeah, we're saying, if you want to be the manager of your IRA LLC, Treat it like a separate entity. And I was talking to someone last week that got sucked into a three-year lawsuit because they got sued personally and their attorney couldn't get them off the hook because there was too much going on between the entity and the manager, commingling yeah. and this and that. And so there's other fish to fry here. 
You want to be careful. <laughs> and you're the fish, okay? So <laughs> you know, this is like I like a good fish fry. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not when fish. you're the fish. <laughs> That's right. And, um, and, and uh, some of you're like, <laughs> yeah. It's just a lawsuit you don't want to have either. Yeah. So. Now, Mark brought in the IRA LLC. So if you're like, well, I don't know, an LLC, how did that come in the mix? IRA LLCs are very common. Sometimes called checkbook IRAs. We got prior podcast episodes on that. Most real estate investors, estate investors use them. them. In fact, it was interesting. Uh, I had a call yesterday with a former IRS senior counsel who was on all the IRA stuff, actually. It was really interesting to hear all of his opinions on IRA LLCs and everything. He's like, oh yeah, we see them all the time. And and the structure is fine. It's just how yeah, people use it. They just screw it up and they don't, you know, they get a little control of the checkbook. This is what we're talking about here. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, well, I'll just cut a check for this personally. I'll just, or I'll, I'll use my IRLC checkbook to cut something over here and pay myself, or I'll just take a distribution from my LLC checkbook. And so when you have the IRLC bank account, like Mark was talking about in that example, and you have the checkbook. You really got to understand these rules and avoid these mistakes because your IRA custodian's not there to say, no, 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 don't sell that property to your mom. No, 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 I'm not going to approve this expense payment request from your IRA from your IRA to a property you personally own. You know, and all this mixing up the account stuff. A lot of times, your IRA custodian can help with that, and they'll be like, it's not their job, but they'll see it and be like, hey, do you are you sure you know what you're doing? When you have the IRA LLC. You got all the controls. Nobody's your IRA custodian is not checking with you. So these rules become so much more important for those of you with the IRA LLC. Yeah. And the IRA LLC comes with benefits because oh, yeah. the custodian's cheaper. They're not breathing down your neck. And you can operate with autonomy quickly and pull triggers on transactions and know. Yeah. I use the IRA LLC and I'm the yeah. CEO of the company. I can make stuff happen here if I wanted. I love the LLC. It's easier for me, even. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to be, got to be careful it's the loaded gun my friends it's a loaded gun yep Just you know train and, on how to use it wisely yeah and uh gotta be careful so uh if the walking dead come you know you need that loaded gun but until then you gotta keep it in the safe be keep it holstered <laughs> careful and um holster well, i wanted to hit a couple other are you, Matt, are you cross draw or are you a straight draw you know i'm thinking of ooh. A, i think i'd be you know I don't carry, I don't carry enough to know which, which I am, but I'm just thinking, is this coming across the bodies, a cross draw person versus yeah. a straight? Yeah. Is that the, yeah, that's the call. You know, I'll break call. Okay. yeah. Walt I had think, to get that lesson on, should he be a cross draw or straight draw? I think I would be a straight draw. I kind of like that yeah. mechanics better. Yeah. I like Timothy Oliphant and the, and the show justified. Yeah. So good. He's like. He's got, you're going to pull, you know, you want to throw it down. I'm going to pull. You want to pull? I'm going to pull. I'm going to give you 60 seconds. Get out of town or I'm going to pull. <laughs> pull on me. And dude, the you got that for the pilot of justified. So good. Never seen it. I got to watch. Is it the rest of the show good or just the pilot? <laughs> I, I like the first season. Um, the second okay. season, it's kind of like some of these shows, they just have to get you back. And so they start getting more violent or they start yeah. getting more just to push the envelope with when they didn't need to yeah. come up with a better storyline rather than try to make it more whatever, but yeah, justified first season. Love it. So, okay. All right. That's, that's another great tip, you know, on the podcast today. 
Um, I just want to point out a few other resources, of course. So Mark mentioned the Self-Directed IRA Summit, which we just finished, has all of our updated content, sdiarasummit.com. The recording will be available for you with the workbooks and everything that we used. Um, plus, if you get to directedira.com, there's the webinars. We're doing a monthly webinar on this stuff that's recorded. Of course, we're like 50, 60 episodes in on the podcast. Make sure you're checking the prior episodes. Um, you don't have to listen to all of them. Just find the stuff that's like, ah, I need to learn that. Ooh, you know, that might be helpful. Ooh, I'm interested in that subject. You know, don't yeah. feel like you got to consume all of it. Just find the, the the ones that apply to you and the investments you're looking to make. Yeah. And I think in, I'll say this last little pitch, we're here trying to give, we're trying to really help. We love this topic. We see so many people find success with their self-directed strategies. If you're not thrilled with your custodian, come over to directed IRA directedira.com. We know what we're doing. We've got incredible customer service ratings. We're in the middle of the pack on pricing and you're going to get so much better service. Yeah. We're better than most. Our pricing, there's very, maybe one or two companies that frankly, you can't talk to on the phone that, that have better pricing than us. So we're not just middle of the pack. We're super competitive and we, and we intend to stay that way because if you do it right, you don't need to charge a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So get over, I think you'll find it. And, uh, uh, very beneficial to be in a new custodian where the officers of the company are here talking straight on this podcast every week. So please share everybody. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your uh, patronage of our, uh, that's a big word. You get that one <laughs> uh, patronage here of the podcast, please share and uh, self-direct on. See you next week. Mm-hmm.